Blog Talk Radio. Of water crystals. 
revelations that our thoughts can influence water has profound implications for our health and well-being of the planet, says Dr. Emoto. And uh, Dr. Emoto has written many books, including the New York Times best-selling The Hidden Messages of Water, and his books have been published in 24 languages. Some of the reviews that he's received has been uh, from Dr. Uh, John Gray. He quotes, quote, unquote, uh, this book confirms our deep and lasting connection to water, our most precious resource. Dr. Masuru Emoto's research gives us an understanding of how we can better relate to water in our daily lives and offers hope for the health of the world's water and years to come, unquote. And then by Ron Roth, author of Prayer and the Five Stages of Healing, quote, the pictures found in all of Misara Emoto's books show clearly that the water which makes up so much of our physical body, that being 70%, and the water which makes up this planet can be healed and transformed through our intentions to grow in love and gratitude. As a practitioner of the art of prayer and healing, I highly recommend this book. The time for this book is now. And lastly, quote, Destined to Become a Classic, a beautiful book written by a very old and beautiful soul. Dr. Musari Moto writes of the great universal truth. Energy is, the best, trans, is best transmitted through water as 70% of the human body is made of water. And through our interaction with water, we can send ripples of love and gratitude, which is the most powerful of all emotions, to every person on the planet. Unquote. And that's written by, that was wrote by um, Karol Sokotov, founder of the 13D Research Inc. and Health Search, healthsearches.org. So, as I mentioned before in previous shows, that all the books that I review can be purchased at my website, which is drumsofchange.com, that's www.drumsofchange.com, and along with that, uh, I have a drum store, along with the bookstore, where you can purchase African drums, as well as even jazz trap sets, and a host of other instruments. So please feel free to visit my site, that's www.drumsofchange.com. Those of you who are in the chat room, if you'd like to uh, chat with us, please feel free to raise your hand and indicate that you'd like to share some thoughts, and I'd be more than happy to share those thoughts with us listening on the air. And, of course, those of you who are listening in, please push the number one button, and uh, I'll definitely be sure to uh, take the time to include you in the show with any questions and comments that you would like to share with us as well. So thank you so much again for joining us, and without further ado, we're going to continue reviewing the book, um, The True Power of Water. So Dr. Moto goes on to state in this following chapter, the question being, how important 
is it to live our life positively? Again, I repeat, he states, how important is it to live our life positively? He says that he is a, he's quite an optimist, such as myself. I've always maintained an optimistic outlook on life. And he says that I've been very busy since he started his research. This is going back to when he started to write this book. Especially during the past few years, I've had only five days or less of vacation a year. And suddenly I find myself having become 60 years old. In the, in the society where I live, I'm old enough to retire from work. However, I have no intention to retire from my active life. And fortunately, I received many requests for lecturing from numerous countries throughout the world. In spite of frequent traveling around the world to speak, I feel that my physical strength is good enough to be even a younger person. <laughs> uh, the very source of his physical strength, he states, is my positive attitude. And conversely, those who think negative tend to become ill easily. In fact, many of the people who come to see me for the HADO treatments were those who somehow had lost their balance in a negative direction. The reason was often that negative thoughts resonated with negative factors, such as viruses, and invited them in. Now, Dr. Moto also goes on to, Emoto goes on to state that by the end of the 1980s, he had been thinking that the emotion of loneliness was related to the hypocamus um, section of the brain, and, and that being responsible for memories. He was also thinking that the aluminum that one consumed by various means was related to dementia. And through his analysis using the HADO measuring device, he was convinced that there were strong correlations between them. And I must just pause for a moment. I remember mentioning it to my wife, I think it was a week ago. Uh, and by the way, my wife is walking to the studio. She might come on uh, momentarily in, in, a, in a moment. But we were talking about the fact that with us being of African-American descent and living in a city such as New York City, um, that we, some of us live in, in dwellings which are not really in optimum state in terms of health. Uh, number one being that the water that we consume through these dwellings happens to be piped in with, uh, through uh, lead piping. And of course, we all know that lead is not healthy uh, for the body. It leaches into the water, and as Dr. Emoto was stating about aluminum, uh, being possibly the cause for dementia. Indeed, it has been recorded and research uh, has verified the fact that the consumption of lead has numerable negative consequences. At this moment, I'd like to just uh, greet my, my wife and introduce her to the show. Hello, hon. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's a pleasure to have you with us again. Oh, it's good to be here. Yes, yes, indeed. As I um, was sharing with the listening audience that uh, I had spoken with you about a week ago, I think it was, about uh, the uh, detriment of, uh, of uh, drinking water in a household that is um, facilitated with lead piping and how that can have an effect, a negative effect on the body. 
Well, that has been uh, that's been known to cause dementia. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've I've heard that um, the lead piping mm-hmm. can cause dementia. And I imagine it can cause even before getting dementia that you can be inclined to feel negative, you know, to feel nervous and anxious and, and uh, not be in full control of your emotional um, disposition, as it were? Well, it's my understanding that lead piping causes toxins mm-hmm. to be passed into the body. Mm-hmm. And yes, if if you're not cleansing mm-hmm. and removing those toxins from your body, the heavy metals such as lead, yes. uh, mercury, mm. it can affect. It can gradually affect you. Surely, you can um, you can even have things such as irritability, mm. unable to focus. And you might not realize that the toxicity in your body is giving your body that effect. Yeah. So that's very profound. Uh, indeed, many of us, I know myself, I'll be 70 this coming December. I know when I was a young man, a lot of us were deluded to thinking that if you drink a lot of liquid, whether it be soda, beer, or any other type of liquid that you you are being hydrated, and um, I learned years later that um, the body recognizes water when you drink it, uh, just pure in its pure state, it recognizes it, and it utilizes this water for various ways of in various uh, ways, such as uh, the hydration of all the organs of the body. Uh, the uh, having the capacity to have the blood in an optimal state of uh, vicosity and thickness, and so that it will not clot, um, to be able to oxidize the blood uh, sufficiently, and a host of other attributes which I won't get any, into any deeper. However, the Cumulative effect of, as my as my wife was mentioning about drinking water that is contaminated with lead, it's a detriment. And then, of course, if you're not drinking enough uh, volume of water, such as eight glasses, or in some schools of thought they state that you should drink half your body's weight in ounces. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking at least 50 ounces of water per day. And, of course, they suggest that you drink the water the first time upon waking and also just before you go to sleep. And through studies, they have ascertained that one can avoid having a stroke or a heart attack um, as it has been determined that most people have heart attacks uh, just after they go to, to bed at night or in their first hour of sleep and in the mornings. So, again... Um, there's a lot to say about being very conscious of the fact that water plays such a vital part in one's, um, in one's health. And as Dr. Emoto states that uh, the Alzheimer's Association of America and other 
researchers have published papers uh, on the connection between aluminum and Alzheimer's disease. And I imagine those papers can also substantiate the relationship with lead. Um, and then there's also the fact that neg the negative emotions often resonate with viruses. Uh, taking a cold as an example, in an elementary school, one class is forced, forced to close due to a raging cold uh, epidemic in the class. Yet another class at the same school does not have any absent students, and most of them are studying hard, and such a situation often arises. And he states that one of the causes for a cold is a virus. If that is the case, shouldn't the risk of catching the cold be the same throughout the school? And why is it not so? So a class A has many children who tend to think negatively since they heard the news that the cold this year was going to be severe. They think about the cold all the time and wonder how horrible it's going to be if they catch the cold. Influenced by these children, the others also start to think about the cold. And on the other hand, class B happens to have many opportunistic children and nobody thinks about the cold and they are remembering the fun television programs that they watched the night before, or they are feeling that they have hardly, can hardly wait for lunchtime to come. So this goes a lot to state about those of us in the working environment. How many of us wake up in the morning and the first thing we do is turn on the television to listen to the weather? And indeed, a lot of times, the weather man or woman is paid to uh, exaggerate and, and sensationalize the weather, whether it be cold or warm or hot. Um, there is a spin that's made in terms of it not being comfortable uh, as much as it could be or could be desired. And one can, uh, of course, uh, remember if you've been fortunate enough to hear this particular adage that you should not worry about those things which you have no way of controlling. One should just accept it as a fact, as a situation, as a journey, and to be optimistic in knowing that this too shall pass. So um, as Dr. Yamoto was stating about the classroom scenario, that uh, those children who tend to have a negative feeling and, of course, many children come to school from homes that are extremely um, negative and toxic and dysfunctional, and subsequently they come to school, and it's a relief from this toxicity and this uh, dysfunctional aspect of their home life. And then, of course, there are many children who do have a very uh, warm and nurturing and loving home experience and environment, and they bring that energy to the classroom. So and a, the same thing holds true with those of us who are adults who uh, have the same dynamics, whether it be negative or positive, when we come to work, we can have the same effect. So it behooves one to be careful about those people who you uh, connect with on, on, at work, through your everyday activity, relative to their attitude and and emotional mindset, as well as um, not, if you can, turning on the television or the radio 
and being fixated with the news and with the weather. And um, it's good to actually, right, be forewarned about the weather, but you don't need to leave the station on until it just gets to the point that you're now subliminally inducing a certain energy to your, to your consciousness, indeed, your subconscious. So, but back to um, the essence of, of the book, The True Power of Water. Um, negative thoughts, as Dr. Emoto states, negative thoughts resonate with the more negative factors to make the situation worse. And this is not limited only to disease. He goes on to state that people often commit suicide after having read some sort of suicidal material. Every 20 years, a teen idol in Japan commits suicide. Soon after this news has spread, many youngsters followed her lead. And once an incident and a phantom killer occurs, and it seems to affect others to do the same. An ultimate example would be airplane accidents. Why do airplane accidents happen in clusters? Is it possible that the anxiety of the pilots and mechanics and passengers merges to form a huge halo, which triggers the next accident? So one must be mindful that to live a healthy life, to keep your thoughts positive, and he goes on to state, and I will state, that he's not a medical doctor and neither am I, but I do believe, he states, that all doctors should be philosophers as well as healers. The doctor's deep insight and compassion heals patients. And when patients can remove their negative emotions, they, can be, they will be able to draw upon their own self-healing abilities. In olden times, the doctor were those who were deeply involved in religions such as priests and shamans. As they did in the past, if doctors can heal their, help their patients heal and attain peace of mind, the patient's resonance with disease will cease. So I'm a firm believer that, indeed, we all have the capacity to be our own best doctors, as it were. One should challenge oneself to do as much research, to uh, access those people who have the knowledge uh, with the advent of the Internet, uh, where we have this a plethora of resources in which we can get access and obtain access to information that formerly was not obtainable unless you went to a library and went to the Dewey Decimal System and did your research and finding these books and so forth. Such an arduous task it was at one time. But now that has been um, facilitated by search engines where you just put in keywords and you can just access um, information that was usually just very esoteric, only found in very uh, in colleges and in uh, special libraries within those colleges. So I feel very blessed that I'm able to uh, share with you on this uh, radio show uh, through the Internet books such as The True Power of Water and other books that I've been able to share with you through the course of the past three years. And we look forward to, uh, in future weeks and months and years, to be able to review such dynamic books as this one that we're reviewing this evening. So with that being said, I'm going to take a short break, and we have uh, about 
seven minutes remaining in the show, and we will conclude uh, this chapter when I return. Of distilled water. 
And normally, distilled water will form crystals. In fact, before we showed the words to, to the water, it formed crystals. But what happened to the water after having been shown these words, as expected after the water was exposed to these words in both Chinese, I'm sorry, Japanese and English, it formed only eerie shapes, far from beautiful crystals. The name of the disease contained negative information strong enough to prevent the distilled water from making And we're going to continue with this, but I just thought about the fact that many of us drink water. I know it used to be a custom when you came to someone's home, especially within various communities here in the Western Hemisphere, one would say, hi, welcome to my home. Would you care to have a drink? But that drink wasn't a drink of water. It was alcohol that was being offered. Need I say, what negative effect could that have on one's body as we think about the fact that in the running community, as I always often state, that the body keeps score. So you might be able to go through this particular experience year in and year out when you're a young adult or a teenager, but as you become older, indeed, one has to drink water, and then one has to drink water that has been properly received, properly uh, given grace to in prayer, or if not out loud, at least within your inner continence. So there's more to say about this, this uh, unique, miraculous um, element called water and our relationship with it. So thank you for tuning in. And I end, as I always begin, by giving homage to the One Most High, by giving praise to our ancestors and, and gratitude, by giving praise and gratitude to my dearly beloved mother-in-law, to my dear wife, to my children, to my daughter and her family, to my nieces and nephews, to all of my friends, those of you throughout the network community and those of you who have traveled with me in my journey in life in the physical form, I give thanks to your presence. Namaste, Hotep, Assalamu alaikum, Shalom, all my relations, peace, love, and abundant, abundant blessings to all of you. Have a blessed week.